Om Vigyana Timurandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Taksur Unmalatam Yena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Vanshakalpa Turubhyascha Kripasindu Bayebacha Patitanam Pabanebio Vaishnavebio Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siadvaita Gadadhar Sivasade Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Okay, this is great. Um, an extra class on the Shringadev's appearance day. First thing I was meditating is how different it is than Vrindavan. Because the world goes on here in every city of every person who's on this um podcast um but in Brindavan I, I always joke that Brindavan's a spiritual world because no one has to work <laughs> and it's not just in an individual's home or an individual's mind, but it's kind of like Christmas in America or something that everyone is conscious of, of these very important days. Madhavatiti Bhakati Janani, the days of, of Lord Hari. Wait. One second. The days of Lord Hari give, give birth to devotion. So it's important to honor the appearance days of the Supreme Lord and his manifestations and his devotees. Um, so and the Shringadev is, is especially important. Bhakta Vigya Vinas Nishringadev. Vigya means obstacles. Vinash means destroy. So the worship of <clears throat> Lord Nishringadev, <clears throat> it actually destroys the obstacles to devotion. Um, we're at a particular stage. Devotion is like, sometimes it's called like a ladder. In fact, there was one uh, book I had. I don't know where it is now. I'd like to find it again. Uh, it was about the Christian desert monks. Um, and it was called The Ladder of Divine Ascent. 
And it was describing all these qualities that you'd have to have to actually be a real authentic monk. So there's always an obstacle. And the obstacle is the, the insurmountable difference between where you are now <laughs> and the next step. And that's why in a spiritual path, it has to be the path of grace. You need something that impels you beyond your own capacity. Because if we look at, we look right now and see what, what's our next step, it seems impossible for us to do. But somehow or other, we've been, we've been advancing on the letter of, on the ladder of divine ascent for years. And we should be at a, a place now where we couldn't, couldn't have imagined us to been. If we thought of 10 years ago, we shouldn't imagine ourselves where we are now. And in 10 years from now, we can't imagine where we will be. But we do move forward. And part of the path of moving forward is the path of of the path of grace, the path of mercy, how God responds to our prayers. I described, I, I once wrote about chanting the holy name that we can't create the holy name, we can only attract the holy name. So that's bhakti. It's not that we do nothing because it's the path of grace, and grace means undeserved kindness, but we express our hearts in a humble way by worship and by prayer that makes us a receptacle to mercy. So it's important in our tradition and any tradition to have a liturgical calendar. I think they call that in the Catholic church liturgical calendar, a calendar of special days of inspiration and, and, and focus and vow. Uh, so this is one of them. And I'm here today, uh, I wasn't able to really organize. I had some plans, maybe we can organize something. I wasn't able to do it. Um, but, you know, somehow or other, I feel some solace that at least the most important activity on days like today um, which is a hearing something of, of the glories. And it's so powerful, not only hearing, but hearing together. Shrindvata Swa Kata Krishna. When you glorify God, when you glorify Krishna, Shrindvata Swa Kata Krishna. Punya Shravana Kirtana. Punya Shravana, that chanting and hearing is, is, is Punya, purifying. It does something to the heart. Hidyantasto yabhadrani. 
that which is inauspicious in the heart, vidanoti, it cleans that which is klishta, that which is troublesome in the heart, that which is the, the distance between you and the next step, the insurmountable distance, and that, that the, 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 the material world is con considered uh, insurmountable. It's insurmountable. And, and the proof that it's insurmountable is we keep on doing for our happiness the things that don't work lifetime after lifetime since time immemorial. Like a child on the beach who is making a sandcastle. A child on the beach, and you know, and, and he tries to stop the ocean. <laughs> And it, it destroys it. And you do it again and again. I remember being at the beach and digging the trows and you know, try, uh, the, building the wall and, and the, the tide and time, wait for no man. Bhutva, bhutva, paliyate. And the Bhagavad Gita describes the world. Bhutva, bhutva, paliyate. Bhutva means again and again. Paliyate, destroyed. Again and again, destroyed. Again and again, destroyed. And it's supposed to give us the conception or idea <laughs> to search for something that won't be destroyed, to actually seek the, the eternal. Nasate vidyate bhavo, nabavo vidyate sata. That which is temporary is not real. <laughs> it really has no existence. What has existence? It's an illusion of existence. The body, it, it seems to be the self. It's it's material. It has no, it's not, it's not a real entity. It's just matter. Matter is eternal, but the entity of a person in a body is not eternal. It's not real. It's not who you are. You're the consciousness that actually um inspires it. So, so important to have a liturgical calendar. I, I, I met one, uh, in India, I met one Catholic um, lecturer who became a Vaishnava, but kind of hides it. He was very, very learned, and he talked about liturgical calendar. So I'm so happy that on this day I can, uh, with some of you, can discuss something and get some inspiration. Now, it's Lord Nishringadev, and, and, and that story, and it's Prahlad Maharaj, that story goes through, let me see what I got here. I, I have old, old notes on this. It's um, so many chapters. It's at least eight chapters minimum in the Bhagavatam. Eight full chapters. It's a very, very substantial story. When I was giving a class on... Uh, 
when I was giving class on uh, uh, Sunday, and uh, what was that point? Oh yeah, I was giving class on on uh, on Sunday, and then I had a guest there, uh, Swami Padmanabha. He's kind of a friend of mine now, I guess. Very intelligent, very nice Vaishnav. So I asked him to speak for a half hour, and uh, he discussed, I thought it was a very, very interesting point about this particular pastime, because there's two real figures. There's the appearance of God, and there's the devotee who gave birth to that appearance, not birth, but he appeared for this devotee, Prahlad Maharaj, who's very, very significant. And he discussed, and this is a point that I also sometimes spoke on, that when Lord Chaitanya was in the Puri in the last 18 years of his life, um, to fulfill the internal reason for his descent, why he came, why he personally came for himself to experience the love of his topmost devotee, Sri Radha, at the height of her love. So that was his mission, but yet he was learning the, the, this, this particular chapter and, and Dhruva Maharaj. He was learning those chapters again and again and again and again and again and again. And, and what was the reason why? What does that have to do with Braja Bhakti? With uh, Raganuga Bhakti, spontaneous devotion, and, and that love of Radha and Krishna that we're aspiring to have. Because Radharani, Sri Radha, has so many obstacles to overcome. And in his internal mood, he wanted to hear how the devotee overcomes obstacles. How it go overcomes obstacles to attain his goal. Sometimes in our own spiritual life, if we are thoughtful and clear-minded for a second, we'll understand that the task for achieving perfection is absolutely absolutely daunting. So, uh, it's absolutely daunting. So, the, the inspiration to remove obstacles and the mercy to do so. You need two things. <laughs> In bhakti, you need two things. You need personal inspiration and you need mercy. And they're connected because the personal inspiration attracts the mercy. And this all actually happens by what we're doing now. Srinvata Swa Kata Krishna by meeting together 
by meeting together and chanting the holy name and hearing the Lord's pastimes and getting inspiration that this is the goal we should achieve, the worship of the Supreme Lord and the mood of worship of those great devotees. And some kind of experience from, from meeting together. Srinvata Vidanoti Surit Satam, the devotee Surit, whose close Krishna is Surit, he's he's the well-wisher of us. He's merciful. It always doesn't come in our standard of mercy, which is material. We think mercy means that God should make us the enjoyer and controller of the world. But he wants to make us the lover of himself for our benefit. So sometimes the mercy is to frustrate that desire to be enjoyer and controller, not to make us miserable because that itself is misery. That consciousness is misery. And we see that with the, 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 the celebrities and the famous and the wealthy and the politicians. What did they get from their power? What did they get from their enjoyment and control? And what do we get from it? So God makes us humble. Because humility is the platform where, where we can experience kindness and mercy if you're not humble you can never experience mercy because you won't accept anything as mercy you'll accept it as something i deserve so there's no love in that feeling and love makes the world go round rasa vai saha rasa vai saha that ultimate reality is that devotion that's what we're meant for that's why god expanded himself into the jiva, but the living entities. So that he can experience love through us and we can experience love through that. So what I thought I'd do today after this long introduction is the way I usually speak on, on, on Lord Nishringadev is that um, I just pick out key philosophical points and see where it goes from there. Because I don't know if there's any story in the Bhagavatam that is so impregnated with key verses and key philosophical points. If, if I'm, I'm sure some of you or many of you, or most of you, or some of you at least, have heard this story. Um, and remember, you know, some of the, the key points, of course, I was going to start from the beginning, but where my inspiration goes. Uh, you know, Hiranyakashipu, he became upset because his brother was killed, Haranyaksha, by Vishnu. And he wanted the power to destroy Vishnu. 
and therefore he performed austerities to do so because the world encourages sacrifice. Nayam lokas tiyagyas yakutanya kurusatma. Without sacrifice, there's no happiness in this life or the next. So you got to come to the platform of sacrifice. It's called character. <laughs> it's character. You do what's right. It's tapasya. Austerity, despite the irrational impulses of the mind and senses, you continue to do your service. So the world is organized because we don't have that consciousness. And without some desire for sacrifice, whether it's motivated or not, there can never be a social organization. It can just be animal life. You can't organize society with animal life. And society needs to be organized for self-realization, for a support for self-realization. There has to be some sacrifice. So, sahayagya, prajashishva, parovacha, prajapadi, anena basavishyatvam, eshavo, swishnakamaduk. I've sent forth demigods and beings for sacrifice and be happy material and spiritually. So there's reward for sacrifice. I was, I was listening to a, a, a class by one of my dear God brothers, Parthasarthi Goswami, and he, he was explaining the story of Jadabhat, Rahugana Tattapasi Niyati Nichedya Nirvanapad. He was explaining you can't get it by just sacrifice. But sacrifices, you can't get bhakti. You have to bathe in the dust of the feet of the pure devotee. <laughs> can't get it by anything else. <laughs> but sacrifice has a purpose. And, and the world is organized that it will be rewarded. And therefore, sometimes yogis or people with very deep materialistic objectives will perform great austerities. And it, it, it's just like that. What is that? Anad bhavanti bhutani parjanyat anasambhava. All living beings sued on food grains. The food grains came from rain, and rain comes from sacrifice. Uh, I was in Colombia, and it was the rainy season. And uh, it generally rains at night. It's just amazing how people screw up things. So lush, so biodiverse. It rains, and, and it rains at night. Now, it used to be like that. It used to be like that even in America. 50, 100, 100 years ago. Rains would come at night. Because when they come at night, then they can soak into the ground and make the, the ground more fertile. Where they come during the day, then the sun comes out and a lot of the rain will dry up anyway. Before it can real, something like that. I don't know. So the world responds to sacrifice. This is, this is a science. This is not mythology. This is science. 
So Hiranyakashipu is performing sacrifice because he wanted to be immortal. He wanted to be immortal. He wanted to live forever. But the very interesting point, of course, he thought he had all his bases covered. I think most of you know the story. He, I don't want to die. Grant me he, after the the austerity came. Then Lord Brahma, who's the chief CEO engineer of the universe, came and they follow rules. It's not like they they pull a, a, a bait and switch, a sleight of hand. You follow the rules, you get the benefit even if your motive is wrong. So he followed the rules and performed arduous sacrifice. You would see that in India. When I used to walk on the Parikrama path, walking around Vrindavan, when I used to walk on that path, there was one sadhu under a tree and the tree had a little swing and he, he kept his he stood on one leg and the other leg was on the swing. And he, he, he was there for many, many, many years. And then I see there was a big temple. <laughs> the people that performed some austerities. So his, he, he wanted immortality. He wanted to be eternal. But the point is, is we are eternal. <laughs> but our eternality is, is that we are servants of Krishna. I, I had a thought this morning. Uh, it, it was not morbid. It was just philosophical. I thought about Okay, you know, people die. Okay, I'm going to die one day. And, but then the question comes, even if I'm eternal, <laughs> I'm attached to this. <laughs> this won't be here. <laughs> so what's the use? <laughs> I'll be someplace else and not remember this. I was thinking like that. I was trying to figure it out. But I had the realization is what spiritual life is, is to change the identity to the real identity. So what's here will be there. And the real identity is the servant of Krishna. That's the real identity, the servant of Krishna. And that's the whole process of bhakti. The ninth subject of the Bhagavatam is muktir hitva yata rupam sarupena vivastita. To give up yata rupam, the external sarupena vivastita, and be situated in our swarup, not yata rup, the other form, but swar, our own form. which is a servant of Krishna in a particular relationship with Krishna. So 
it's such an interesting point because he covered the bases, not land, not sea, not earth, not inside, not outside, not man, not beast, not day, not night. <laughs> I don't want to die that way. So he covered his bases, but he didn't cover the, the real base. Changing consciousness. So that our consciousness is commensurate or equal with who we are. And when we do that, we are eternal. We realize we're eternal. Daivi Esha Gunamayi Mamamaya Daratea Mameviye Papadyante Mayam Etam Tarantyate. Daivi Esha Gunamayi. Gunamayi, this is my guna. Deva Daivi Esha, it's divine. This material energy is divine. Daivi Esha Gunamaya Mamamaya Daratea. And it's therefore impossible to overcome. Because you can't conquer God's power. But if you surrender to me, then you're over this energy because this energy of illusion that makes you think you're not a servant of God and makes the energy of God look separate from him, That's only coming that energy. It's following our desire to not be a devotee. It's only following our desire to not be a devotee. So unless you change that desire, Nityo nityanam chaitanas chaitananam eko bhunam yobhidadatikam there's one supreme eternal. This one supreme living force, and he's maintaining. Nityo nityanam chaitanas chaitananam. Nityo nityanam chaitanas chaitanam. Eko bahunam, the one to the many. Yo vidadati kaman, their desires he fulfills. So the illusory conception, the dreamlike conception that I'm separate from God, of course it's not eternal because it has no real substance. Nasate vidyate babo, it's changing. That which is changing is not eternal, obviously. It's like a lie. It's the, if you have a truth, it's easy to you can keep it your whole life. A lie, you have to just spend, you, you have to make that. So this, this consciousness that we're the control and it's a lie, and we have to maintain it. And we can't. You change the consciousness that attracted God's energy to fulfill our desire. It's only our desire change the desire, then God will withdraw the energy because it's his illusory potency. So if you don't want to be an illusion, 
then he'll, he'll withdraw the illusory potency and you'll, be in, you'll not be in illusion, you'll be in reality. I am a servant of God. I'm meant for God's service. So even though he did all these things, he could not get eternality. And then, of course, the story is he, he's, he's, he's killed by Nishringadev, who's half man, half lion. He's killed at dusk, which is not night or day. He's not killed by any weapons. He's killed by the claws of Nishringadev. He's not... He's not killed in the land or the sea or the air. He's killed in the lap of Lord Nishringadev. And he couldn't ask for those things. Because Sarvasya Chaham Hidisani Vishto Matasmatir Ganam Apoanam Cha. I am situated in everyone's heart, and from me comes remembrance, forgetfulness, and knowledge. He couldn't ask for those things because he couldn't become eternal unless he changed his consciousness. And the whole reason he's asking to be immortal is because of, the, because of his consciousness to stay in this world, to be the enjoyer, to be the controller, to defeat others. So that's one of just one of the main points. I also made made you know the the. Uh, I also made a point. Um, that so many instructions, so many verses in the in this eight, these eight chapters, including. I won't go over this because I spoke about it on Sunday and I see most of you are, are, were there. The verse in the Bhagavatam that has the longest purports, ecstatic ecstasy of Prabhupada and his purports, his commentaries, is there. Shravanam Kirtanam Vishnu Padasavanam. Archanam Vandam Dasyam Sakyam are the nine processes of devotional service. Okay. Let's go to the beginning of the story and see how many of these, and maybe I can even continue it tomorrow. The first thing is how does this story begin? What is the, the, the seed of this story? The seed of the story begins in the previous canto. The previous canto, the sixth, um, the sixth canto ends with a story, an incredible story of Vritrasura, a demon who's at war with Indra and Krishna apparently favors favors the demigods. Apparently, apparently he favors the demigods. Of course, 
this concept again of God's mercy, we tend in the embodied state, in the false egotistical state, we tend to look at God's mercy We tend to look at God's mercy as enjoying and controlling the world. Yeah, I just spoke to someone yesterday and they were very excited. <clears throat> And they were calling me from the realtor to, to buy this center for Krishna consciousness. And they found the building at the, at the best location you can imagine in the best place. And they've been searching for a while. And their budget was under $1 million. That's their budget because that's the loan they can get. And they're sending me videos of the place as they're going through it. And it's, my God, it had three apartments and, and, a, and, a, and a store downstairs and a basement. And the plumber was renting something. for, And, and just one of the apartments, it, it paid the whole mortgage. So it was also an investment. And they said, you know, it's close, but we're going for it. And someone offered $950,000. We're going to offer $970,000. You know, that's all they want. You know, if we can offer more, they'll give it to us. And, you know, the realtor is showing that. He said, wait a second, I have to call my, 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 my partner. And the partner says, no. He, gave, he said, I've given it to someone else. Only if they give cash, because the other person is paying. Let me, you know. So why, why, why is Krishna doing? Why is Krishna doing? We feel, and actually, that's the the theme of the whole story, because the Bhagavatam has ten subject matters. Atrasargas, Vasargas, Chastatir, Poshanam, Uttana, Manvatara, Ishakanta, Muktir, Naroda, Muktir, Asaya, or Muktir, Naroda, Asaya, 10 subjects. And one of them is, is Poshanam, protection. This is about protection. And what does protection mean? Protection means the faith that whatever happens to us is best. We should all look back in our lives and be convinced of that. Because somehow or other, somehow or other, and don't ever underestimate that we've come to the lotus feet of Krishna. Don't underestimate what mercy that is. When you look at the totality of existence, rather than looking at what little thing God didn't give you now, <laughs> that would be temporary and that would be taken away. Look what he's giving you. 
He's giving you an opportunity for ecstatic eternal life. So we should have that conviction. But anyway, it's sometimes confusing. So Maharaj Prickett, he's listening to the Bhagavatam and he asks Sukadeva Goswami, he asks Sukadeva Goswami, um, I don't understand this because the quality of God means that he's not under the modes of material nature. And one thing, the modes of material nature is indicative of being under the modes of material nature is friends and enemies. Partiality. Because that's generally connected to the false ego, which is the desire for superiority, and therefore we divide up the world. Those who are against our superiority and those who are for our superiority. So, what's going on? Right, we don't see friends and enemies. Sometimes the person who delivers the worst thing is our friend. <laughs> Even if they have ill motive, they're our friend because they are delivering. They are delivering the gift of bringing us closer to God. So one who is above the modes, he doesn't see in those terms. So the story begins with that question. Is the Lord impartial? Samaham Sarvabhute Shu Samaham Sarvabhute Shu Samaham Sarvabhute Shu May Priyad, anyway. Anyway, I'm equal to everyone. I don't hate and like any, I don't have this partiality. But, but what does that mean? In God, it means he's partial to everyone. <laughs> he's not against anyone. But that doesn't mean that you act the same to everyone. And I would say the example of a father, he's, he's impartial. But one son is cut out of the will and the other son gets the whole thing. Or something, let's say. Well, because one son is responsible and working, the other one's a, a crackhead. <laughs> but how is that? Equal. Well, if the crackhead was responsible, he would he he would get the the the, the inheritance. 
And if the hardworking, responsible son was a crackhead, he'd get nothing. So he's equal. <laughs> but it doesn't mean that his actions are equal. It, 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 his actions are equal. But of course, he's responding to the person, their receptivity, and, and so many other factors. But he'll treat everyone equal according to their behavior. It doesn't mean he treats everyone the same despite different behavior. Uh, that's maybe a little confusing, but, but I, I think you get my point. He treats everyone. He'll respond to everyone in the same circumstance, the same way. So, so Sukadeva Goswami to Maharaj Prickett, he said, you know, to explain this point to you, and he explained it philosophically, but often you don't explain things just philosophically. You illustrate it with examples. So he tells a story, and this is how this whole story begins. And he tells the story of the Rajasuya sacrifice. He, he, he tells the story of the Rajasuya. It's a great sacrifice. And in the sacrifice, and, and, and this is classic culture of India, you must always have a, a, a chief guest, especially spiritually, you must have a person who is representative of, of, of God. Seniority. You always have a, 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 a... So they were trying to figure for this sacrifice, who is the, 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 you know, the chief person. So Yudhisthira wants to designate that as Krishna. But Krishna's cousin, Sishupal, was envious of Krishna from his very, very, from Sishupal's very, very birth. He really hated Krishna. So he got up and he, he, he protested. He protested. And really said some nasty things. And then. Krishna's Sudarshana Chakra. Cuts off his head. And Yudhisthira is watching this, and somehow or other, he sees this flash of light. Somehow the energy of the soul leave the body and merge into the body of Krishna. Ho bhakiyam kulakutastanam. I forgot who said that, but amazed how... Putana came with deadly poison on her breast to kill Krishna, but she got the same destination as Krishna's mother. She attained liberation. So this envious person achieved liberation. So 
whatever is done by Krishna is the best, one way or another. But this was real confusing. So he asked Narada, seeing this whole scene, Yudhisthira asked Narada, how is this, how is this possible? How is this possible? I don't know why I'm yawning. I'm not really tired. So he asked her, how is this possible? And he starts to tell the origin of Shishapal and Dantavakra and explains the story of Jai and Vijay, the gatekeepers. And the, there's so many stories within a story. And, and they come to Vaikuntha. And the young boys, they have the benediction that they'll never grow into the body of sex desire. The four Kumaras come. And I'm not tired. Why am I yawning? So they, they come and uh, the gatekeepers don't let him in and somehow they, they curse him to take, I think, four births in the material world. And of course, the internal reason for that is in Vaikuntha, they're all devotees. There's no one for Krishna to fight. And there's a, a flavor of relationship called virya, vira ras. Vira means chivalry. So God wants to experience that. And only his devotees can participate in his activities. So they're cursed to come to the material world. And uh, they take birth as first giant Vijaya, Saranyakashipu, and Aranyaksha, two great demons, and then Ravana and Kumbhakarna and then Dantavakta and Sishupal, and then Jagai Madhai Pape Chilo, Jagai Madhai, most simple. So, you know, he explains this, and he, he, he summarizes the four births. And then Yudhisthira has another question. How can, because he, he summarized the stories, like very, very briefly, but in that came out how he, 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 he tried to torture his, his son, Prahlad. So then he asked the question, how Ranyakashipu had enmity with Prahlad and how Prahlad became a great devotee. So then, it begins the origin of this story. 
their first birth, Jai Vijay, as Haranyaksha, and he's killed by Vishnu, and then Haranyashi Kupu seeks revenge. And uh, oh, there's so many points here. And what is the demoniac? So how does he seek revenge initially? Destroys the culture, the Brahminical culture. Attacks the saintly people. Doesn't encourage the, the honest administrators of integrity. So he's getting revenge. And then he performs these austerities to get power. And he conquers the heavens and he sits on Indra's throne. I'm going to finish up the story now. <laughs> and he's still dissatisfied because... You want to be the control of the world, but you become the servant of your senses. And that disconnects you from the soul and it leads to anxiety and depression and frustration. So the demigods, they approach the Lord because Hrnyakashipu is wrecking havoc. And he says, don't worry, they're already destroyed. Why? Because they committed Vaishnav Aparad, offenses to saintly people. It destroys it destroys one's devotion. It destroys one's devotion. I've seen this. I've seen this. I was in one temple in India. And the leaders of that temple were sitting up. big organization and they felt threatened by this very senior saintly Vaishnava who they later had to apologize to and one of them began to mock him from the Vyasasan and I walked out of that temple and shortly after that the temple was attacked by some, in Hindi they say gundas, thugs, rogues, and they stole the deity. <laughs> really, when there's offenses, especially to an exalted soul, and if you hear it, you can feel the earth shattering. I felt that way. I felt the earth shattering. 
So it's already known. I remember one time this happened in this at the beginning and this one person became a guru and he became very powerful and he started to buy palaces in Europe and make big seats for himself. And of course, with the passion, he was successful for some time. And, you know, there were big palaces. And, and I remember visiting one and going to the morning where he was worshipped. And, and the top of my head didn't reach his seat. So later, some of my godbrothers came to India. And they consulted with one respected saintly Vaishnava. And then one of them asked the question, if he's attached to sitting on a big seat, will he fall down? And the answer was, he's already fallen. <laughs> That's what's fallen. It begins with pride. Pride precedeth the fall. It, be, it, it begins with that consciousness. And then in the story, I'm going to finish it up quickly then. It describes Prahlad as a great devotee. It begins to describe his qualities because he's asking, how can you this? And he hears about all these qualities. And he had all these bhavas and the way he related to people. And, and Maharaj Yudhisthira, hearing this from Narada, he said, how can such a person be tortured? And then he begins to tell the story. Well, of course, he was born, his mother went to Vrindavan or went someplace and Narada Muni was instructing the mother because she was such a saintly person. He was in the womb. It's an example how bhakti is not even dependent on being born. And he's taught politics. So his father calls him in and dear son, what is the best subject that you learned today? And he says, if you accept this temporary, this, this body, this temporary body and household as an all in all, if that's your identity, it's embarrassing and full of suffering, and one should go to Vrindavan. Wow, they would say that he was so upset. Most parents don't want their children trained as saints they want him to stay of course one should stay but if one is qualified so the teachers threaten him with a stick and they try to educate him and they bring him back and then he asks him again <laughs> what is the best subject that you learned today in school and Prahlad says Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Parasevanam, Archanam, Mandam, Sakdasyam, Sakyam. He's furious. He's rascal. Where have you gotten this? He looks at his father and he says, Matir na Krishna parato swabhava, mato papadjeta grihabatanam, adanta gobir vishatam tamistam, puna punas charvata charvatanam. <laughs> That material and the Krishna, you by you, you by meetings, by so many things, you can't get free from the material world. 
Only if you get the association of a pure devotee, you smear the dust of a pure devotee, you can't be free from this material, this material contamination, which is puna puna charvata charvatanam, which is chewing the chewed. which is chewing the chewed. Punapunas charvatam charvatanam. Punapunas charvatam charvatanam. Chewing the chewed puna again and again. And then Aranyakashipu tries to kill his son by amputating his arm, by torturing, by exposing the elements, crushed by an elephant, pit of the snakes. They can't kill him. They can't kill him. He is protected by Krishna. If Krishna wants to kill you, no one can save you. And if Krishna wants to save you, no one can kill you. So he's so convinced of that. And then, you know, he's back in school, Prahlad. His father couldn't kill him. And Bhagavata, Narada Muni begins to describe how he preached to all his classmates. Prabhupada wrote a book on this, a pamphlet called The Teachings of Prahlad Maharaj. I'm trying to finish up the class. I'll go five more minutes. I like to have my schedule too. And Kamar Pragyo, and how we became enlightened. They want to know because they're describing his qualities, his his bhavas, his attitude, his relationship, his knowledge, his feelness, his preaching. He's only five years old. Komara Achare Pragyo. He was so smart. Dharman Bhagavatam. He worshiped God. Dulapam Manasanjadma. Tarapyadruvam Artadam. Even though this human form of life is temporary and every form of life is temporary, but this one has Artadam. This one has great value. Why? Yatob. Because the dharma of worshiping God. And, and then the schoolmates become devotees and, and that infuriates him more. And then they bring him to his father, and now he, he he's this is it. The this is the final straw. He said, "This son, almost impudent, O lowest of mankind, where did you get your power?" Of course, the goddess Saraswati, she always takes insults to devotees. So this Durvanita, most impotent. And changes it in the Sanskrit that 
the one who is brought in the world to deliver the world. And where did you get your power? And Prahlad is fearless. He said, the source of my strength is the same as yours. To give up this friends and enemies consciousness. Hiranyakashipu said, this is the talk about a man about to die. If your God is everywhere, is he in this pillow? And of course, as the German philosopher said and was quoted by Bhakti Rakshaka Sridhar Maharaj, I believe, where there is no circumference, the center is everywhere. It's not a distance to God. It's only a distance of consciousness because it's another dimension that is beyond the control of time and space as we know it. So it's not a physical distance we're separated from God. We're just separated by a consciousness and we shift into that dimension. We can shift in that dimension. I had a friend in India who was a Sanskrit scholar and he got this book called Vishnu Darshanam. And it was, uh, and he, he looked at his astrological chart and he wanted to see Vishnu. And so he went to this Bihar school of yoga to learn all yoga. And he was gonna go up the Himalayas and perform the rituals in this Vishnu Darshanam, this book where you could, it wasn't that God was in the Himalayas, it was that God was, he's everywhere, and the Himalayas were good for the meditation. So this is another beautiful point that comes out of this story. We're not a physical distance from God. Pantastu koti satavatsara sampagamyo thousands and thousands of miles by the mind you still cannot touch the lotus feet of god and that's what i'm meditating on right now i'm in new jersey god is here he's just a short distance away i just have to open the door of sharanagati the, the door of commitment, the door of desire for the truth. It's, it's right there, it's a little bit above. <laughs> the separation is consciousness. Okay, we'll end here. You should all have a, try to meditate on Lord Nishringadev, maybe read the story today if you can, or at least a verse or two from that and the purports of Prabhupada. And pray for Bhakti, Bigya, Banasha, Nishringadev to destroy the obstacles you have to devotion. Okay, a few people want to say hello and we'll also gather tomorrow. Good morning, Maharaj. Thank you for class. Yeah, what point you got here today, Juna? I really liked um, when you said, don't think about what Krishna has taken away from you think about what he has given to you. I really appreciate that point so much. And that yeah. last point about God is right here. I just have to 
open. I like when you open the door to Sharonagrati. I was just like, oh, he's right over here. Uh, it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy because there's no material qualification. You just have to do it. But doing things that transcend your consciousness and your present state of some scars and desires, it's, it's tough, but you can do it in a second. Prabhupada said, well, you have safe, you know, from this day, I am yours. <laughs> okay, anybody else like to say hello? We'll just have a quick sense of the community today. Uh, Hare Krishna Maharaj. Oh, Pyari, what an honor. <laughs> <laughs> That's an honor for me. Uh, it was nice seeing you with uh, the, the, uh, uh, while you're exhibiting some ecstatic symptoms. I appreciate that. Well, with the, the yawning I'm talking about. Well, I, I thought the ecstatic symptoms of shaving my beard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to be in Hartford again. <laughs> I have a, a, a question. Uh, we mentioned about, I, I, this is what I thought I heard, and I'm not positive. You can't get it by sacrifice. You know, now I'm, I'm assuming get it means like, you know, actually get to the spiritual platform, get to Krishna consciousness get to the end of uh, you know of the whole material existence, but isn't it that we do sacrifice? You know, chanting? yeah. I, I, actually, I, I think I, I think I said I quoted one verse from Gita: "Nayam lokas to yagyas yakutan yakrusatama." Without sacrifice, there's no happiness in this life or the next. But I, I think. Maybe if I don't remember that part, but what I think I was indicating is that it's not, we can't earn, we can't earn God. We can never pay for God. We can only attract God. So, it, 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 you know, we have to get his mercy, but it's not that we don't do anything. We can attract it by our chanting and our sincerity. And, and in other words, he has to open the door, but we have to knock. <laughs> But he still has to open the door. But we need to, you know, make that effort. Okay, that, that makes sense. Uh, uh, Thank you. Yeah, but that, so that door for Sharanagati, you can't really open it yourself. Right. Yeah, he has to open, you open it. it from the other side. Yeah. And sometimes what happens is, is we're pulling on the door, right? And it seems like it's locked, right? But we're pulling the wrong way. We just have to push it. It's already open. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I mean, this is mundane, but I saw a video of somebody uh, robbing a bank and trying to get out and can't get out because he keeps... He keeps trying to open it. The door opens the other way. All he had to do was push. <laughs> and he got arrested because he's an idiot. Right, right. <laughs> he pushed the door. It was open. Yeah. So we're, okay. we're, all kind of, we're all kind of idiots in that way. Well, 
one I'll show you my one cartoon someone showed me. They had a picture of God in a laboratory, like an old man with like a, you know, like a schmuck, you know, like a little cloth thing. He had a gray beard and he had a simple, like, chemi you know, simple, he was like a scientist. He had a simple wood desk and a globe and he was making the earth. The way he's making the earth and you, you look in the, in the wood shelves and they have, it wasn't politically correct at the time, but they have Latinos, Negroids, Caucasians, you know, like this. And he's, he's, he's putting it, you know, he's shaking them. So he, it, the cartoon is he's shaking like this one can and it says, I really need a strong dose of this. And the can says, idiots. <laughs> okay. Anyway, thank you, Maharaj. Okay, thanks. Great to see you. Maybe I'll touch base with you soon again. Okay, anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj, Tota Gopinath here. Hi, Bo, Tota. For those of you who don't know, that was Piari Mohan, my god brother. And he's the longest serving temple president in ISKCON. I, I think he must. It must be over 40 years that he's been the temple president of Hartford. Many nice devotees came through that temple. And to this day, it's the lockdown, but it, it does have the best posadam in Iskand because his wife is the best cook. And um, during the lockdown, I came and I, I was on my way to New Hampshire for something. And I stopped there in Hartford. I met him outside and his Wow. And they brought out the Prashad. Okay. Anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thanks uh -oh. for the beauty. Well, 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 nice to see you on Lord Nishringadev's appearance day. Thank you, Maharaj. Thank you. Okay. This was a beautiful class. Thank you. Your, your house always has the nicest colors. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> We're waiting for a day that we can uh, have you here, Maharaj. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we are dreaming that, Maharaj. I don't know. The world is moving in such a way. We don't know how it'll wind up. Maybe it'll wind up changed, and then I can come. Yeah, we hope so. Okay. Anybody else like to say hello? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. It's me, Kaylee. Hi, We're all here. And me. Okay, Kaylee, Kaylee and family, huh? It's not even Joe Kaylee and family anymore. I think it says Karuna and family. What the what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm falling in the chain of command here. That's it. That's it. It's like <laughs> the chain of command. Okay. <laughs> I have to get okay. Honey Bo. Honey Bo. Okay. Honey Bo. Thank you so much for that. Hey, como esta, señor? Bien, usted, señor. Bien, muy bien. Ah, qué bueno. Great okay. class, Maharaj. Thank you so much. Okay, hi, Bo. Okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna, Gurmaraj. Well, Lal Govinda. Thank you for a great class. Hi, Bo. Hi, Bo. Hi, Bo. Okay, one or two more, and then we'll go, and we'll have a class tomorrow on Chaitanya Bhagavat. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Okay, I heard Gail and Narmasaki. Okay. 
Yeah, I just wanted to quickly um, say that uh, I have to think about this some more, but you're, you were saying something today that made me want to um, think of not being the body, not so much in terms of the physical thing, which obviously is true, but also in terms of the sense of identity in terms of what I want, you know, do I want my own enjoyment or do I want Krishna's enjoyment to think of my identity more along those terms instead of, let's say the focus on the gross physical. To change our identity. Yeah. That's, that's the key. Yeah. And to change our identity in terms of what we want, you know, in terms of rather than what we see in the mirror or, Anyway, something like that. Okay, thank you. Okay, I kind of see everybody that's here. I'm happy to see everybody. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj. Say hello, baby. Okay. Thank you so much for the opportunity and for letting me be here. Okay, great. And, And you're in Miami now still? No, we already in Cali. We got here yesterday. We had to come back. Okay. And how's the city doing now? It's better, although it still has a lot of blockage in a lot of uh, streets. But yeah. it's they are trying to dialogue more and trying to, uh, I don't know how to say, unblock the city. But everything's better now in the violence thing. It's yeah. more peaceful. But can see what gas, happens. Gas we are can, still at a strike. But gas can get into the city? Food gets into the yes. city? Yes. Yes, so it, we can not, get into the city. It's not the level of blockade it was before. No, no. It's not the, the level that it was. It's better now. Although we still have some things, it's better. Okay. Okay. What's your daughter's name again? Raquel. Raquel. Rachel. Raquel. Yeah. Raquel. Raquel. Hi, Krishna. Raquel. Nice Hi, to meet Krishna. you. <laughs> okay. Thank you for coming on, Catalina. It's nice that you join our sangha. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. I guess we'll end for now. Okay, and I'll see you tomorrow. Those of you who want to come, okay, bunch of culpa to be sacrifice in the baby.